it sounds fine now. So as soon right, as we well, start, we'll, it's going to go to... Yeah, we'll get five minutes in. and <laughs> Oh, bold of you to assume we'll get that far in. <laughs> It'll be the first sentence. It'll be, welcome to the Bumble... <laughs> I'm your... <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, I'm ready. All right. Three, <laughs> two, one. Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn. This is my host. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Nope. <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> now I'm beginning to wonder if there is somebody who knows how to pop in with some kind of lead hacks or skills and are just trolling us at this point. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. And if you're listening right now, lead hacks grab a caxids and shove. Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. It held up through that whole sentence. Amazing. Wow. Miracle of miracles. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is truly, truly outrageous. Anyway, yeah, hi, well, what's up, Ian? <laughs> well, we have hit a major milestone for the show. We, yeah. we now have over... 2,500 subscribers here on the Mumblecast. Oh, yes, indeed, and counting. That is a mighty fine number, so thank you very much for everyone who is you know, devoting yourselves to the algorithm. If you're not subscribed yet, please just click the button, ring the bell, push the fingers, whatever it is YouTube's yelling at you to do these days. Push the fingers? <laughs> what? You know, the, the up one and the down one. Oh, they took the down one away. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those I mean, fingers. <laughs> We don't really care, but the algorithm does help us reach more people. There's workarounds to yeah. install so that it's an obnoxious. Do whatever you have to. That's fine. But if you wouldn't mind pressing those buttons that they ask you to, that helps us, and we appreciate it. Indeed, yes. Hit the hit that subscribe. We do care if you hit the subscribe button. That would be that would be awesome. But you could hit you can hit any of the other buttons if you want. And that's up to you. So, but the, the the subscribe button is is the best one. Also, small update on my end. Folks seem to be getting very confused which email to use. I've been getting a bunch of business correspondence going to Bumblecast, and I've gotten some Bumblecast questions coming into my business inbox. That's no good. So, I've updated stuff on BumbleKing.com that should hopefully clarify where you should send your questions. Yes. And we also have a new Bumblecast email address. It's actually been around for a little while, but uh, I think we both completely forgot. <laughs> but, well, it's uh, been that kind of year. We, yes, yes. You can now email us at contact at Bumblecast.com. The old Bumblecast at Yahoo.com also still works. It, they both go to the same place. So if you're still emailing us questions at the old address, that's fine. But the new one is contact at Bumblecast.com. And yes, there is a Bumblecast.com. You should type it into your uh, browser and see where it goes. Where does it go? I haven't actually... To Bumblecast.com. 
<laughs> oh, I see where it goes. Yeah, you should type okay, yeah, type cool. it in your browser, Ian, and find out. I just did. Okay. What a lovely, Good. lovely website. It's Clearly done by someone who's just using the WYSIWYG format. It's perfect. That's all you need, man. Who cares? Nobody has a website these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of miss the 90s. Uh, yeah. Well, before everything was corporatized and centralized. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was fun. They were all terrible, mine included, but it was fun. Yes. I need, anyway, I need, I need, I need an under construction gif all over <laughs> everywhere. Anyway, that is enough stuff about the show. So let's actually get to the show itself. We're doing priority Q and a right now, folks who have submitted $5 or more, either through patreon.com backslash bumblecast, ko-fi.com backslash bumblecast or are a YouTube member. So let's get to it. All right, let's jump right on in. I'm I'm letting you off the hook this week with my question, Ian. So we're just jumping right into the Q&A from everybody else. All right. This one is from Noni. Are Starline Spurs effective against the Zeti? Or are they so strong that the neurotoxins wouldn't do much at all? Would he have to kick them more than once to see any kind of effects? Or would the attempt end in glorious failure? I think it varies on the Zeti. Like, it would disable most of them, but I think Zavok would be able to power through one hit, and Zamom would be insulated enough that he might be able to take one or two. Hmm. Nice. Well, he'll just have to kick him harder and more. And I guess in Zora's case, he'd be like, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> and Starline would be kind of like just oh no <laughs> he is there's one from Pedanticat Ian given how the concept of the multiverse has become popular again in recent years between Spider-Verse Ratchet and Clank Rifts Apart and the MCU plans for the multiverse and most recently Sonic Prime are you interested in hoping to play around with the multiverse in the IDW Sonic books I, I kind of Not... read the MCU part weird but whatever nah, it's we get the yeah. idea yeah personally no um like you said sonic prime is already doing it so i feel like that's a little redundant and two we've barely gotten to really get into the meat and potatoes of our sonic verse i i don't really feel inclined to go into all the what ifs when we still haven't really really dug in deep to what we have right now hey, come on the, the first book did was only at issue 19 before the multiverse was introduced yeah and <laughs> we saw how that went oh so, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah i'm it, just it saying rough. it was it was more pastiche than actual in it, it truly uh, investigation. was it was pretty messy yeah it, of course <laughs> i mean it was a spoof of what was eh, that's the thing is you know, if you're gonna do a multiverse make use of it you know, use it to answer the questions of what if what explore possibilities that you couldn't normally do in it don't just do here's hulk sonic here's batman tales but, here's but ian sally moon T-800. though 800 <laughs> we need we need we do need we need we need a reference to ally mcbeal stat uh, right in there it's going to be totally Totally relevant in 20, 30 years. Everyone's going to understand that. Being that being said, the the recent uh, 
fever or whatever you call it. The redraws have been great. Yes. Yeah. That that's been wholesome. That's like, Oh, look at all the talented people out there taking a bad idea and making it work. Good on you. Absolutely. Yep. I like that, but you know, it's still just a silly idea to begin with. (laughs) Eh. Oh, well, you know, it was the nineties. What are you going to do? The nineties were a weird time. Kind of like every other time, actually, but <laughs> yeah. Here's a question from Dove. Who do the IDW cast main in Smash? Please be sure to include Kit and Surge as well as Bell. Uh, Sonic plays Sonic because he figures that he has to. Well, that's boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's frighteningly good at it. Well, I mean, I'd hope so. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to go through all 50 freaking characters, but like Silver does Ness. He likes the ESP powers. Um, PK powers. Cream plays as Rosalina because the whole throwing things like the Luma makes sense to her. (laughs) And Luma's kind of like cheese. Exactly. (laughs) Shadow Shadow plays Sephiroth. (laughs) Who's, Who's edgy enough to be Shadow? Hmm. I think um, Knuckles likes Little Mac for the punchy punchy. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Zavok mains Bowser. Yeah. I'm trying to think who's like the most obnoxious to fight against. Someone who could really troll people for Surge. And I'm coming back to Ness because I'm just remembering one particular session I had in For Glory. And they were. Oh, that was not fun. Yeah, be, yeah, Ness is definitely the one who keeps coming up. Like, Silver plays Ness trying to actually, like, float and fight and, you know, be fun. Surge would play, like, tournament-level Ness and be an absolute pain. <laughs> and Kit would play whoever Surge told him to play as and just constantly run interference. Of course. Like, throw himself off the stage so that she can bounce off his head to get back. I'm seeing Silver would be Sora. Might work as Sora. I don't know, maybe. Maybe, because he's a little floaty, I guess. Yeah, he's very floaty. He's extremely floaty. I haven't played a ton of the new stuff. (laughs) Uh, Amy is DDD. Yes, that makes sense, because she's the giant hammer. Gotta have the big hammer. Yeah, maybe. I've seen her as, like, Daisy. Or that, yeah. Utilizing her side smash a whole lot. You gotta have that frying That frying pan. pan and a hammer, but it's still satisfying. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. <clears throat> Eggman is Wario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, it. Eggman is uh, Bowser Jr. because the clown car is familiar to him. Yeah. Little half-dome device full of horrible gadgets. That's right up his alley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rouge is... Uh, Zero Suit Samus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or possibly Bayonetta. Or Bayonetta. Bell, yeah, Bell, Bell is Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, all right. Go with that. I was going to say Bell looks for Gino in the roster, but can't find him. Yeah. It's sad. Oh, maybe she plays the, maybe she plays the me then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to call plays Zelda. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Uh, SPO is Greninja yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely oh yeah (laughs) for sure oh man who's playing uh, Mewtwo 
There you go, Shadow. Is that Shadow? Yeah. <laughs> Say kind of Shadow. Genetic freak show that's got more baggage than a train car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He relates. He can relate. <laughs> uh Starline's playing uh hmm. Who's Starline playing? Gotta be someone refined. Maybe Marth? Maybe. I don't know. It's too heroic. Hmm. It's weird for how many Fire Emblem characters are on Smash. They, like, there aren't any villains. That is a fair point. <laughs> They're all the heroes. There aren't many villains in Smash at all, actually, comparatively. No, I mean, there's some. Yeah. But I would have liked, you know, at least one rep per franchise. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, the cast was already kind of ludicrous, so. <laughs> Does Tails main Fox? <laughs> I mean, Arwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Whispers Samus. There we go. That's a good one. Um, Tangle. Who's who's fast but not Sonic? Min Min. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yes. Min Min. Tangle is Min Min. Perfect. Thank Absolutely. You. That's a great one. Thank you, Chat. You're really helping out this one. That's brilliant. I completely, I completely forgot about Min Min, but yeah, she's delightful and perfect for Tangle. Yes, have we covered pretty much all of them? Ah, uh, yeah, Mimic, we've had enough. Mimic playing Dark Samus. There we go. Antoine is Marth. Yeah. Hmm. Would, would <laughs> Starline would main Sephiroth? Hmm, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. 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 We could do this all day. I mean. <laughs> there's so many of them hey you know what if you have any other suggestions leave them down in the comments below all right here's a question from scruffy matt hey guys what would a star line zone look like would it still have misleadingly soothing music yeah like some kind of vaguely sinister elevator music through the whole thing (laughs) so just elevator music (laughs) <laughs> maybe because we were just talking smash brothers but i'm imagining a higher fidelity version of uh booster's tower no, yeah not, not booster's tower yeah you know which one i'm talking that talking is about. Bo- yeah booster's tower i know what you mean yep yeah that's a that's a great song i would be that would work well for a uh for a misleadingly soothing song with a slightly sinister undertone <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be green though would it would, would what would it be like maroon and oh yeah would it be oh, his yeah. his colors maroon and off-white i don't know <laughs> it would be candlelit holes of hand-carved mahogany mm, classy and it's really a shame what his shoes are doing to the carpet but sacrifices have to be made i imagine it would be a more puzzle oriented stage <laughs> Starline in his freaking clown shoes. <laughs> the toes are upturned so they don't scuff or catch. Oh, I thought it was just because you like that goofy look. <laughs> Starline is very goofy. It's true. Here's one from Pandulce. Hi, Ian. Back in the test run arc, it was mentioned that both Eggman and Tinker liked coffee with lots and lots of sugar, which brings me to ask... What other traits, preferences, or behaviors of Eggman were present in Tinker after losing his memories? I constant work 
wanting to build something, always wanting to create something, always tinkering with something somewhere, uh, always having a new idea for a project. Only, you know, Eggman is trying to build a robot with a freaking laser beam on its head, and <laughs> Tinker is finding a new way to make a delightful toy. Yes. Um, and that kind of bombastic attitude, never really have a down time, but where Tinker is like the super jovial mall Santa on day one before his spirit has been broken. Eggman is, you know, Eggman. <laughs> Presentation. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. They like coffee with lots and lots of sugar. Is that a movie reference? <laughs> Or is, Maybe. or is the movie a reference to that? Because, <laughs> you know, he likes his lattes. Loves the way Dr. Stone makes them. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's a question from Miradjuri. So, a random question that doesn't properly f- fit in with the rest. What do you guys think of food? Have any comfort foods? What's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? And I hate food. Food sucks. I don't eat. <laughs> Joking. I love food. Kyle is actually a succulent. I love it. Sits there and absorbs moisture from the air. No, 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 no. And I love food too much is probably the problem. Mm. But I am American, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of food, Ian? Uh, I haven't had a regular meal schedule in I don't know how long. Part of the I, problem. I don't know if I ever have. And the other part of the problem is my comfort food is cheeseburgers, and that is really a bad comfort food to have. <laughs> yeah, but it's delicious. It is. That's also a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love me some burgers, I mean, though. I have found that if I can, f- if I can force myself to actually eat better for like a solid week, and you know, do things as you're supposed to as a responsible adult. When you finally do give in and grab that burger, it tastes so much better than when you have a day in, day out. I guess. The only problem is it knocks me off the wagon and I have to spend like another two weeks going right back to, nope, healthy again. Gotta be healthy again. (laughs) I guess. Whatever. Burger. I like burgers. Burgers are good. Let's see. Uh, I'm a big fan of breakfast foods. Like, I don't care what type it is. I'll have breakfast foods. They're delicious. And uh, also, I love Mexican food. Like, southern style. Not southwestern style Mexican food, I should say. Southwest U.S. More Tex-Mex style than, you know, actual coastal Mexican food. But I like that. I'm a a fan. And uh, always like a good sandwich, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good... Roast beef sandwich is good. I like, or, you know, some ham, turkey, all those. I like those. I'm, I'm, I'm I just like food, man. I'm not really picky. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I like food. <laughs> I like food. A comfort food. I don't know, pizza. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm so basic because I'm not picky. I'm, I'm like, I just don't care. Meanwhile, my wife I, is very picky, so <laughs> I just eat whatever she eats. <laughs> Not always. But. I used to be way pickier. My palate has broadened significantly over the past 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There, There's just some days where food seems like a 
inconvenience. It's like, do I have to eat again? Why? Why do I have to think about what I have to eat? Can I just be, you know, nourished? Can can I be a succulent? Can I just subsist <laughs> on sunlight and water, please? Yep, yep. And then, you know, the day has passed and I have zero energy because there's been no fuel in the tank. And you know what is full of carbs and proteins and fats and deliciousness a burger right there that's a, that solves all your issues mm. you got your dairy you got your protein you got your grains all tomatoes a fruit it's in the ketchup all them food groups are right there right on there bam <laughs> uh yeah the problem is making food i don't like i don't like cooking really i'm not a I'm not a fan i don't know why i just i don't really have the patience for it <laughs> i guess Eh, it's okay. <laughs> I get uptight about it because you know if you get some, if you have your regular takeout places, mm-hmm. you know what they're going to produce within a certain range. But if you're cooking yourself, if you screw it up, there you've wasted food, and it's your fault. <laughs> and then you have to clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big pain. Food's a pain, but it's also delicious, and I like it. <laughs> Here's a question from Saturn Flicky. The Japanese Sonic Advance 3 guidebook spells the robot's name Gmural with a hyphen between the G and the M. The comic spells it as Gemeral with an E between the G and the M. Why is this? This katakana name has a long sound mark, a dash after the G, supposed to, I guess. Yeah, the G. So the G syllable, like Gmail, was intended, not Gem. Well, blame that on poor localization at the time. Yeah, but got localized as general. Yeah, which at least over here or in English makes a certain amount of sense since emerald was based off of the word emerald. So his successor is general, which is, you know, gem. Gem. And that that seems to be the new standard. So. Yep. He's no longer Gmail. I mean, (laughs) I mean, general. I mean, he may still be Gmural in Japanese, but the English localization seems to have stuck as Gmural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gmural and the holograms. Yeah, truly outrageous. <laughs> Here's a question from Sprites Forever. Here's a big hypothetical. If you, by a total miracle, were granted complete creative control over the Sonic franchise with no restrictions or obligations whatsoever, what would you do with it? Well, this is directed to both of us, so Kyle, you go first. Mm. What would I do with it? I mean, I'm already in control, so what you're seeing right now is exactly <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> Everything you hate, it's me. <laughs> uh, no, really. What I would do is, like, fully embrace the past, but also, like, not, you know, just make it all about the past, you know. I'd actually accept the past instead of trying to shove it under the rug as soon as I walk by it, like like what currently happens. So, yes, <laughs> that's that's probably the big one. <laughs> also, just have you know more fun with it. I don't know. What would you do, Ian? I would keep classic as classic. Well, I like yeah. that baked in retro feel. I like I that like too. That degree of separation. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't mind that so much. I do wish there were some more, some more crossover, cross pollination of characters, though. But sure, sure, eh, sure. you know. But make it clean and definitively 
its own thing. Right. Like it, it's that's its flavor of Sonic. Mm-hmm. Like Paper Mario is not the same as 3D Mario. You know. Right. Yeah. Let Movie Sonic be Movie Sonic. Paramount has its own take on it. You know, pay attention to it enough that they don't do anything too crazy, but let it explore that new direction. And with modern Sonic, I would take it back to formula, reboot it, mm-hmm. whole whole thing, just start over, uh, take everything that works and look at it again and take everything that didn't work and it's gone now. You know, start off with a one year, five year, 10 year plan for the narrative. Seed out how these characters are going to be introduced. See what stories can be retold in a new and interesting way. Build towards something. Have the characters meet and interact for the first time in organic ways and have less of, hey, long time no see every single game. (laughs) Build in solutions to problems that we currently have, like Knuckles and Angel Island. We don't have to be beholden to that. Just do it new. You know, take all the lessons we've learned since the 1999 redirect and apply it to a stronger, more cohesive, forward-moving storyline. That is never going to happen. No, it won't. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would have. Uh, I would definitely appreciate that. That would be great. More incorporation of the, some of the Western stuff would be really cool, too. I mean, pull out some old references to things that, you know, the the, Amer- the American and European kids remember and love. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Why not? Go put that in there. You could in- integrate that stuff and, uh, you know, make some of the uh, more obscure Japanese stuff more universal. Just, you know, bring it all together. Make it one cohesive whole. Yep, and since it's a reboot, everything can be reintroduced fresh with a singular design aesthetic in mind. Wow, amazing. It's almost like Reboot Archie. <laughs> Only less... Well, it would be traumatic, there would but be, at least this would be a plan for this one. Yeah, and it would be a little... Maybe a little less... Uh, like, I guess there would be... A, well, I was going to say a little less baggage from the old books, but, I mean, part of... Old reboot was that it dropped a lot of that baggage, so never mind. <laughs> uh, would be great. Be great. All right, here's a question from Scurvy Pirate Hog. Classic Sonic, Modern Sonic, Boom Sonic, and Movie Sonic. They decide to have a race to determine which of them is the fastest. It's a big event. The supporting cast from all four universes are there to witness as they sit in the audience rooting for their Sonic. Movie Tails holds a gun in the air, fires, and the race is on. How does it go? Who wins and who comes in first place? Who has been second, third, and fourth place? Uh, I think it's really a race between modern and movie Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Boom is Boom's Boom's kind of chill, you know. Boom is fast, but he never really shows off modern Sonic levels of speed. And Classic is certainly fast, but he's also not as quick in terms of gameplay. It seems like his his is more momentum based. Yeah. Whereas modern Sonic has the boost that mm-hmm. just rockets him forward and movie sonic seems to exist at that kind of speed at his base nature so it's pretty much just down to the two of them yeah Uh, your your fourth and third place are uh boom and then classic i think possibly coin toss between those two i'd have to see like some more side-by-side comparison the gameplay but still yeah yeah and 
overall, maybe Movie Sonic pattern can boost, but he's limited to the boost gauge, meaning that there's a there's a certain degree of stamina that he can maintain. Whereas Movie Sonic just seems to be crackling with you know blue energy as far as the plot demands. So it would be close, but I'm thinking Movie Sonic might actually win this one. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. Hmm. If you angrily disagree, please tell us why in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, but then Archie Sonic bursts out of nowhere and beats them all <laughs> because, of course, he does because he's so freaking, he's way too overpowered. Like He's, he's got some serious, serious power creep issues. <laughs> if I modulate my molecular structure while moving really fast, I can see through time. <laughs> if you can see me, that means I stopped and I've already I've already won. <laughs> I've already gone I've already gone through this course like 3 times. You just didn't see it. It happened within the within that microsecond that you didn't see. You couldn't perceive it. I'm so fast. <laughs> uh Oh, Archie Sonic, you're you're so broken. Here's a question from Dreamboaten. If the IDW Sonic cast were each offered one wish by a random genie, what would they ask for? Would Knuckles wish for the genie to get off his island? And would Metal Sonic wish to be a real boy? <laughs> uh, Tails would be busy trying to think of all the possible ramifications of his one wish. Worrying about, you know, oh, but what if this goes wrong? But what if it's interpreted this way? What if it... What, what if, what if, what if? I wouldn't actually pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. Amy would just wish for everyone else to be happy. She would she would do something incredibly selfless with her wish. Uh, she Knuckles, wouldn't wish Sonic would love her? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're, we're past those days. Okay. Okay. I guess. Knuckles, I can either see him making a wish that, you know, would free him of the island. That he would, you know, things would be safe and he could enjoy life a little more or in a hilarious about face instead of just naively trusting this genie at face value he would think it's another trick from Eggman yeah and toss him off the island and waste his wish yes that's exactly what happens shadow <laughs> shadow would basically do the same thing as Amy he would wish for something incredibly selfless for the rest of the world but he would like do it super quietly and in private where no one could actually track it back to him <laughs> What a kind-hearted jerk. <laughs> Sonic would wish for a chili dog, and the genie would go, really? Really? And he's like, I got everything else I want in life. <laughs> Just one chili dog? You want, like, an unlimited supply, a lifetime supply of chili dogs? You don't want a, you don't want a fridge that has a, or not a fridge, like a microwave that has a chili dog in it, a box that has a chili dog in it every time you open it up? <laughs> Eh, I don't want to worry about carrying it around. Thanks, though. <laughs> Maybe Knuckles just wishes he has a cool hat. <laughs> so he has the cool hat forever now. It's it's always him. It's always a cool hat. <laughs> you could try to ask Rouge what she wished for, but no one can find her under that pile of gems. All you can hear is just happy giggling. <laughs> yes, I like it. IDW Sonic cast, so you know Whisper Tangle. What about them? Whisper would get Whisper would get her team back healthy and whole. Mm -hmm, yeah, it'd be awkward because she has since moved on, and Mimic is Mimic, but they get their second chance. Mm -hmm. Tangle, 
she gets the wish instead of whisper and still wishes for that for her because she has everything she wants in life. She's good. She's, she's a simple creature. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, Starline Kit- is obvious. He He's ruling the world next to Eggman. That's, <laughs> that's not really an answer. That's a given. Kit, Kit wishes for what, uh, whatever Surge wishes for. <laughs> and suddenly the planet is depopulated. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs people? They're just problems. Metal Sonic wishes to be the one true Sonic. Everything fades to black. Sonic 1 starts up. And <laughs> you just play from the beginning of the franchise. <laughs> Perfect. But Eggman, he's not, he can't beat this one true Sonic, so he decides to create the perfect antithesis. A metal Sonic, if you will. Uh-oh. And the loop continues. Oh, no. Look what it's you... a Mobius strip. <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> I got this one from the chat. This is a good one. Here we go. Rough and tumble fight over the wish, not understanding that they both get one. <laughs> that is a good one and you know ultimately they you know settle on well fine then if i can't get the wish i i wish you don't get any wishes i will i wish you don't get any wishes and the genie's like all right poof (laughs) well they ruined it (laughs) what does bell wish for suddenly there's now an actual mr tinker separate of dr eggman yep Yep, okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and everyone in the village has forgotten and forgiven. Yep. And all is happy and right in the world. Or does she wish to be a and real Starline, girl? And Starline mysteriously burst into flame. <laughs> Belle wishes to be a real girl. A real, a real mouse. She's comfortable with being a robot. A real mouse. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Yeah. She's still not sure if she's made of house, though. <laughs> you could ask Vector what he wished for, but you can't find him under that pile of money. All you hear is some distant giggling. <laughs> He's finally got his money, and uh, nobody knows what it's for except him. <laughs> <laughs> does Jewel wish? What does Jewel wish for? A job? <laughs> Something to do? <laughs> <laughs> she just wishes everything runs smoothly for everyone and all of a sudden all the paperwork clears and there's no crises and yep. problems arise but they're easily solved mm-hmm. everything's clockwork <laughs> maybe she just wants a break maybe we have a break <laughs> tangle camp comes into the room and doesn't cause problems what that's impossible i don't think even a genie it's, could it's fix the power that. of magic man i don't think even a genie could fix that I think I think that I think that's too I think Tangle is too powerful. Tangle is OP. Oh man. You know what? If you guys got any more suggestions, put them down in the comments below. This next question here is from Ryoko Shion. In the Sonic Encyclopedia, Super Emeralds are mentioned in the Sonic and Knuckles story. Does that mean Hyper Sonic Classic is canon? <sighs> Maybe I mean, we see the Super Emeralds, like, depowered and turned to stone in Mania, which suggests that their power was used. So, maybe? Hmm. Weird. Here's one from Professor Rye. 
Why does Big, the largest Sonic friend, not simply eat the others? <laughs> Why do you think I fish all the time? It's to quell the raging hunger within. <laughs> Something's biting, and it may be me. <laughs> Who's the bigger eater, Zamam or Big? <laughs> ah, hmm. <laughs> Zamam, Zamam's entire character is eating, to be fair. So. Yeah. Big's character is not. Man, what what does that say about Zamam, that he is a less rounded character than Big? Yeek. They're both pretty round, though. <laughs> Very round. Good for them. I, too, am round. <laughs> here's a question from the hobo joe ian kyle congratulations you were selected as part of a contest and won free tickets to eggman land lucky you now now don't That's be so okay. modest to decline but i don't you've earned this wonderful excursion and this is quite certainly not a trap even so you'll be escorted by some lovely egg ponds to make sure your stay is a memorable experience what are your plans for the day so we can help book your excursion? Are there any rides you're interested in so we can book an egg pass in advance? How can we make this the most excellent day for you? Well, see. <laughs> so I know that when you see a flash, when you're going down Splash Mountain, it's actually a sniper shot, not the photo. So I know to duck. Yes. Um, I know that it's a small world is built actually to drive you literally insane. You just got to kind of plug your ears. And when the ride accidentally stops for an hour, the water's not that deep. You can get out and just walk out. Don't, don't sit there and wait for it. Um, the trick to the teacup ride is don't get into the ones that are full of molten metal. Uh, pro tip. <laughs> I guess whatever. That's no fun. Uh, when the Ferris wheel stops and you're at the apex that's when you have to make sure that you're strapped in somehow because it's going to come off the hinges and just roll down the rest of the park and it's going to reach at least 175 miles per hour it's going to be a bit of a trip but that steel cage you're in is actually really sturdy um <laughs> sounds kind of awesome actually i'd write that since we're more or less likely to be forced into one of the themed on-site living accommodations I would recommend the food-themed one, because even though the bed is literally made out of pancakes and bacon, yeah, that you can at least sleep on. The one that's modeled after the construction yard will drill holes through you while you're sleeping, so don't don't stay there. You probably shouldn't. No, that would be, that would be smart to avoid that also, one at all costs. Also, Star Tours is a great ride, but do accept the complimentary spacesuit, because you really are going to space. Oh, yeah. And it can't possibly depressurize. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you, 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 want, you want the spacesuit. The trench run on the Death Star is legitimately a flight through the Death Star. So, you know, mm -hmm. take all the precautions you can. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they're not responsible if you get shot down. You're on your own. It's <laughs> uh, a good one. Uh, hmm. What else? I don't know, man. Can we ride around the little Eggmobile fly ride? The, 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 you know, 
the spinny ride that's Eggmobiles yep, all just around. <laughs> keep in mind that the green button is the shield. The yellow button is the kill laser. Oh, okay. Lots of people that, that confused. I would be hammering the green one because you don't want to accidentally nuke anybody and you know someone's going to take a shot at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let everybody... <laughs> Let everybody else take each other out. When the wrecking ball swings through and just hits random people, I mean, that's a crapshoot. You can't do anything about that. No, 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 no. At least you can opt to use the shield rather than the laser. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so many so many hypotheticals on this episode, you know? So much silliness. Uh, I think we need a break from that. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, it's time to check out the gift shop. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more Bumblecast. We're back, and we got a question from Axis. Let's settle this once and for all. Knuckles' knuckles, the white spikes coming out of Knuckles' gloves. Are those spikes part of his body in the main canon, or are they part of his gloves? If there's no official say from Sega, what would be your interpretation? I don't know if there's been an official word on it. The closest we've gotten that I can think of off the top of my head is that in Sonic X season three, his knuckles get shattered and he reacts in pain. So maybe that is suggesting that they are bony protrusions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the Sonic Adventure models again, because I can't remember if all the ancient tribal echidnas were wearing gloves or not. <laughs> if they weren't, then, you know, any of them that had the knuckle claws, that tells you right there. If they all were, then who knows? I know Tikal doesn't have them, but that might be another, you know, only male echidnas have claws or some nonsense. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they maybe they don't wear gloves. Maybe that's just their hand. It's just what their hand looks like, you know. Giant don't, mitten flipper hands. Don't judge. I mean, it would go with the blob feet. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, Knuckles has no fingers. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Uh. All right. Here's one from Fire Red XY. I've got a question about the end of Archie's Unleashed adaptation, Panic in the Sky. The first three issues of that arc were penciled by Diana Skelly, while the last was penciled by Tracy Yardley. If you have any insight as to why that is, could you share? Was it an Archie decision, or was Skelly just busy? I just would have loved to see Super Sonic in her distinctive art style. Yeah, I think it was a deadline thing. Mm -hmm. Like Tracy had to come in to finish it up. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Where is Diana Skelly on IDW? What's going on there? Uh, I am pretty sure she did the designs for the fortune cards. Oh yeah, yeah, arc. yeah, yeah. She did the designs for those. She did. The, she's done some covers, but she's not like yeah. she's not doing interiors much. Yeah, I, actually, she's I don't only know. done. I don't know one, her too well. She's only done one issue of interiors. That's sad. It's sad for me and for a lot of people. We were talking about this earlier in the Discord. Actually, it was. We wanted to see more more of her in, in doing interiors, doing more stuff on it. So somebody should uh somebody at IDW needs to needs to get on that. Come on, guys. Here's one from Elks120. Are the emeralds made from chow? 
Or rather, which came first, the emeralds or the chow? <laughs> we know that Chaos was the first guardian of the emeralds, along with the chow colony, and that Chaos itself was a mutated chow. Chaos and the emeralds both seem to be made from pure energy. Chow absorb energy from other creatures. Chaos can absorb the emeralds, and the master emerald can absorb chaos. What are your thoughts on the connection between these things? Uh, I'm going to have to be very careful with this, because I know the answer. Uh-oh. But you can't uh, say the answer? Yeah. I, I think it's safe to at least say the chaos emeralds came first. Which came first? The chow or the emerald? <laughs> and, and I'll just leave it at that. All right. <laughs> Hashtag knowing smile, I guess, huh? Mm. <laughs> Uh, and you will never get the official actual answer. <sighs> Here's one from Invade Turbo Tunis. A lot of dimensional travel has got me interested lately with Sonic and other franchises in general, so it's got me thinking. What if the Sonic series were in their predicament with multiverse shenanigans? Modern, boom, and movie Sonic are all brought together to battle an even bigger threat. What would they think of each other, and how would they work together as a team to get rid of a dimensional cataclysm? They're going to end up going yeah. super at the end, because that's how it always goes. <laughs> well, we haven't actually seen the Super Boom Sonic. They don't have <laughs> Chaos Emeralds and Booms. So. Well, it'll be something new then, I guess. <laughs> but uh, well, we haven't seen Super Movie Sonic either, so... <laughs> Not yet. We got emeralds coming in the next movie, though, so... Mm. Who can say? Dun-dun-dun. But the three of them would be different enough that you could actually have some fun interplay between them. I think Boom is jokey enough and casual enough to be distinct from Modern, who is driven enough to be kind of the main protagonist, but... Movie Sonic is also so childlike in his wonder and enthusiasm that he could kind of play almost protege to modern. Modern has modern's been around the block. He's had plenty of adventures. He knows how this does. Movie Sonic, he's only really had the one. Yeah. So he'd be looking for guidance. And so the three of them would have this kind of like brotherly trio thing going on. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Honestly, yeah. 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 Kind of like the the dynamic from Spider Verse with Peter and Miles, mm -hmm. yeah, and playing to some of the more unique abilities like Sonic's game centric moves, Boom's inner beam, uh, the kind of electro crackle crazy speed that movie can do, yeah, and switch it up, have those you know combo together in delightful ways. Yeah, I can see that working. That'd be a lot of fun. Yep, yep, that would be. That would be pretty great, actually. That would be... Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. All right, here's one from The Key. I was wondering about Mega Man and other Robot Masters teleportation. Can you talk about it? Like, its restrictions and stuff? Because in Worlds Collide, Mega Man was using it back-to-back -to, -back to teleport in to save his brother and then teleported onto a roof. Can Mega Man freely teleport, or do certain conditions have to be met? There might be a canonical answer to this that I have forgotten. I don't know if there is. <laughs> but I think the teleport network is kind of universal, except where it's blocked. So like areas where robot masters, or I should say wily enforcers, wily bots of some degree, have taken over or blocked off. 
you know, clearly he's got some kind of jamming signal for the castles because otherwise Mega Man could just teleport to the last room and kick mm-hmm. his butt. As for frequency, moving that much mass any distance, I would think would have to have some cost. So maybe you can't really do it a lot, but um, it seems to be as long as you know where you're going and you've got two points clear and there's nothing in the way, you can just whip, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man cannot teleport until after he's defeated the Robot Master. That's the thing. He can't teleport. Well, that's what turns off the jamming signal. Yep, he teleports out. He teleports out. He can only teleport in and then teleport back out once once per per level. Can only happen once per level. <laughs> Here's one from Jams. If you had your way, what new company would you like to see crossover in a new installment of Capcom's Versus series, and why? Could be a game company or anime company like Tatsunoko. Go nuts! Hmm. Sega's the obvious answer, and I'm really surprised it hasn't happened. Yeah. Quite frankly. It's like, where's Sega versus Capcom? This is it's pretty much writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much creates itself. There's multiple, Sega's got multiple fighting game franchises. Sega's got multiple other franchises that would fit quite well into a fighting game. There's no reason why it shouldn't happen. Like, I do not understand this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why is this not a thing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That's the answer. (laughs) That's the main, that's really the main answer. Really. By the same token... You could say Nintendo versus Nin- Capcom. Nintendo That's... versus Capcom. Nintendo's Nintendo's a little st- stingy, though, you know? Yeah. Sega Sega seems like they'd be a little more open to it, but I think Nintendo might actually kind of go for it these days, too. So, And sure, we have Smash Brothers that's got a fair amount of Capcom reps already, but you would have it as a more technical fighter, I guess? As a, yeah, as like a... a what would be called a quote unquote true fighting game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be a more, uh, you know, traditional style fighting game. Of course, I'm thinking of this as like those retro high end sprites and not the modern 3D models. Because mm-hmm. what they've been able to do with the 3D models and how stylized the presentation has been has kind of won me over. But I'm always going to be a big fan of that old sprite work. Yeah. Aside from the fact that they just pulled sprites from multiple sources that really didn't match, and some of the quality was questionable, so well, yeah, the stuff in like, this imaginary scenario, this is done from scratch. This is all top of the line, <laughs> brand new. <laughs> okay, okay, this is all. This is they brought in SNK's artists. Got it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, or Third Strike brought back Third Strikes. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Fantastic. I like that idea. Um, hmm. Trying to think of something like more off, off beat. Konami versus Capcom. Wall. Konami versus. Ga- I mean, that could work. Konami. Yeah, you could do that. Um, Konami doesn't have many dedicated fighting game franchises, which is totally fine. You don't need to have those, but it would be uh, definitely be interesting. You definitely do something like that. I'm seeing here Shonen Jump versus Capcom. Actually, I'm kind of surprised. Dragon Ball versus Capcom. That might be fun. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot. There's a lot of possibilities with that. You got you got to have 
versus Capcom. It's always got to be versus Capcom, though. Given the mileage they got out of Marvel versus Capcom, I'm surprised we never got a DC versus Capcom. Yeah, I know. That's weird. I mean, I guess it's kind of more DC and Mortal Kombat, which is weird in and of itself. Well, it's because they're owned by the same company. But yeah, I know it's weird. (laughs) How about just like Disney, General Disney, (laughs) Disney versus Capcom. (laughs) Now we're getting more Kingdom Hearty again. And you know what? Okay, Kingdom Hearts versus Capcom. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So you got your Final Fantasy and your Disney all mixed in there. Yep, 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 yep. Or, you know, you can just add in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into it. All right, we got a question here from Joey the Sonic fan. The Desert Raiders were secretly working with Nephthys. 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 And they led Sonic and his friends into an ambush. But they said that Sonic inspired them to become freedom fighters. Was that just a lie? Or did they originally idolize him and then grow disillusioned with him for some reason? Well, they inspired. Because, you know, who best fights against Eggman's forces in this scenario? Freedom Fighter Groups. Who's the most famous Freedom Fighter Group? Sonic's team. Mm-hmm. Sure, he inspired them, but not necessarily in the ways that you thought. Da-da-da! This question from Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. I want to know, how could Shadow teleport in issue 6 of IDW since he needs an emerald to use Chaos Control? Did he have one on him at the time? If so, why did he not use Chaos Control to freeze time? Or were you just going off your assumption that Shadow does not need an emerald, at least to do short-range teleportation logic when writing that story? Yeah, so, uh, Shadow's abilities are inconsistent and not well-regulated. <laughs> That's not, no. Gameplay-wise, <laughs> he has shown that he can do short-range teleportation of his own free will. Like that's in Sonic 06. That's in like one of the Olympic games. Uh, I think he does it in his opening cinematic from Sonic Adventure 2. I'd have to look at it again. But he can he can bamf. That's just what he can do. But the official word is that he has to have a chaos emerald. But you can point to numerous examples where that's not true. So I'm going by gameplay, not by inconsistent lore. <laughs> inconsistent lore. <laughs> you mean in, in in terms of Sonic, just, just lore? <laughs> if it's if it's if it's consistent, it's not Sonic. It's kind of how it goes, you know. Here's a question from Hero of Light thirteen: Could the chaos drives from Sonic Adventure two possibly be guns or even Gerald Robotnik's attempts at creating their own artificial chaos emeralds? They seem to be crystallized chaos energy and were apparently linked to the Project Shadow research experiments. And Tails was later able to fabricate a complete copy emerald himself with similar properties that Sonic could even tap into. So are chaos drives just inferior or less stable versions of artificial chaos emeralds that can be mass produced to power robots? That's solid enough fanon, but I'd want to review all the game material myself and get official word from Sega on that before saying, yeah, sure. I mean, it makes sense, but I can't be 100% certain on that. Here's a question from Jolene B. I've seen people claim that your original plan for Adam slash Anonymous was for him to be secretly be the original Dr. Robotnik, hence the use of his Sat AM style silhouette to represent Anonymous. Is that actually the case? And if so, why didn't it end up being used? Was it vetoed by Sega or Archie? Oh, it definitely was not my plan. Um, it was the intentions of those who came before me. I can't remember now if it was Rami 
or if it was a Carl thing. I want to say it was Rami, which isn't their real name, but I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the original intention was for it to be old Robotnik, which by the story that was given can't be. He built the ultimate annihilator that erases its target from reality. He hit himself with the ultimate annihilator because of Snively's meddling. He is gone. And that momentary blip back into existence in that one goofy, was it a Benny Lee story was wrong by continuity standards, but it was self-resolving and goofy. So, you know, whatever, but, you know, I've said a number of times when I got onto the book, I wanted to honor a lot of what came before and I didn't want to throw anything out necessarily, but that, that was the exception. Mm-hmm. That one, I argued against it. I said, let's scrap that idea and make it Adam because yeah, no. <laughs> Sadam Robotnik is fine and all, but having two Robotniks running around is silly and going by what the story had established, he was gone. So yeah but there were two robotniks in sonic generations and that was great (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) i'm glad you hate me now (laughs) if only we were recording visuals yeah i could see the huge eye roll you just did probably the the, the smoldering glare yep yep you're welcome I'm just I'm just giving voice to the people. <laughs> now you want to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> no, what I'm rolling my eyes at is I almost legitimately answered you. Why not? And what? tried to make a make a canonical argument for it. And it's like, no, he's trolling. Stop it. <laughs> I'm I'm merely I'm merely a vessel for the listener. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is me. I'm merely channeling what the listeners are already thinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I am I am but I am but a messenger. You are but. You had that right. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes. I am but. <laughs> eh. Here's one from Duiz Disdin. Whisper got an event in Sonic Forces Speed Battle. What are your thoughts, and what kind of event do you think Tangle would be great for? My thoughts are just wild fanboyish screaming, because <laughs> that's just freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hoped that we would get a uh, St. Patrick's Day Tangle. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to, because... As of the next episode, I don't think that's dropped. So no, it, it would be it would be happening soon yeah, or already year. going on. But maybe next year. Yeah, or um, April Fools. There we go. Yeah, maybe we'll get a Christmas tangle, you know, uh-huh. candy cane, striped tail. I don't know. I I don't care really if she you know, if they just give her that kind of acknowledgement. I'm going to be happy. It's going to be neat. Oh yeah, absolutely. A whisper design though for. Chinese New Year was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, man. They're, they're very good. They're very good over there at Sega Hard Light. Very good. Here's one from Andrew D. Are issues 1, 3, and 4 of Imposter Syndrome, as well as issues 48 and 49, meant to have titles? Issue 2 was called Stress Test, but there doesn't seem to be any indication of any titles for the others. Has IDW decided to stop using titles? Also, what is the chronological order of issues? 
Also, what is the chronological order of issues for imposter syndrome and the road to issue 50? So far, it seems like Sonic 45 through 47, imposter syndrome 1 and 2, and Sonic 48. Is that right? Uh, typically, I don't think I've been putting titles on my stories that much anymore. Like, I might toss one in if I have a thought about it, but... I thought Evan had one recently that she said... Yeah, it's more like the arcs themselves, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm even misremembering my own stuff, but like, I don't really feel like the need to put titles on issues anymore. It's Sonic number whatever, you know? Yeah, that's kind of an, it's not something that's used much anymore. So, uh, as for the chronological order, I believe what you said is right. I'd have to go back and double check everything to be super sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works out. Well, I'm receiving word that the Chaotix would be investigating the traffic jam surge caused in imposter syndrome number one, so it seems like it would be taking place... 48 would be between one and two. Maybe. Something like that. Okay. But, I don't know, that's just what I'm hearing. Like I said, I'd have to look at it again, because I... My contribution to that is months ago. I have already moved on to the next stuff that we're doing in the Sonic book. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't hurt to review when we have to go back and you know, do con- uh, tighter continuity stuff. But just off the top of my head here at the show, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. All right. And for the rest of this episode's questions, we're going to be delving into spoilers for imposter syndrome. So if you don't want any of those, especially for the brand new imposter syndrome number three, then uh, you should uh, go away, because otherwise you'll get spoiled. You don't want to get spoiled, do you? Here's one from Off. Okay, so if Kit and Surge were made using anything related to the metal virus and the Zeddy could control Zombots, would it be feasible for a Zeddy to have any level of control over either of them? The usage of the metal virus is more on a cellular level for regeneration. It's not like they are living embodiments of the metal virus, but they do have the cybernetics grafted to their internals. So yeah, they could probably mess with them. Oof. Oof. Here's a question from Solaris Stain. Spoilers for imposter syndrome three. If surgeon kit wanted to know their past, why didn't they use Starline's hypno device to force a confession about their past? Because he already told them he doesn't know. He didn't make any record of it. Hmm. Here's one from Ann Tales. Now that we know more about how Kit and Surge came to be, do you plan on diving into their pre-cyborg backstories? What backstories? They don't have pasts anymore. Starline threw that out. Why would you need a backstory? You're just a living weapon now. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, this seems like knowing smile territory. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Are, we gonna, are they going to be meeting some characters who know who they are that they don't recognize? Mm, boy, this is going to be heartbreaking, isn't it? You're really going to you're really going to rake us over the coals for these villains, aren't you, Ian? They're going to be interesting. They're going to be very. They're going to be very sympathetic, but also very very mean. Yes. Anyway, what's go been ahead. interesting with this arc is watching people go into it expecting certain plot beats to happen at certain points and being really thrown off when it doesn't follow conventional rules. Like I saw somebody very mad that 
they didn't fight Sonic and Tails first or that the story didn't take longer to get to the point. And it's like, you're not supposed to feel comfortable in this storyline. It's not supposed to follow all the tropey beats. We're, we're doing things a bit different. You know, if everyone already knows how this kind of story goes, we're going to take it in a somewhat different direction. Ian, how dare you subvert expectations and tell a story in a way that is different from what the reader expects? How dare at the same you? Time, at the same time, I'm seeing people expecting a subversion when there isn't any. It's <laughs> like, oh, I see what it is. This is really a misdirection. It's like, nope, that's exactly what it is. I mean, there was a lot of that. Remember WandaVision and all the theories around that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of similar to that. It's like, oh, it's going to be this grand thing. And what we got was excellent. No, no, do not, do not mind what we got. But, you know, the, the, the importance of it was uh, a bit uh, overstated. Mm. Uh, The expectations were sky high for for what people were expecting for the connections to the greater universe than what we actually ended up with, which I mean, to be fair, that's the fans fault more than anything. I don't know. I think the show was was pretty heavy handed and sprinkling the breadcrumbs just to pull a gotcha, but that's a whole, I mean, there was definitely a bit of, I, I think there was a bit of argument to be made for both sides, but I mean, they were they were marketing it pretty hard to, that way, so to be fair. And finally, we got one last question. Here's a question from Godzilla. What is Surge's record distance in chow punting? How far can she punt a chow? Oh, S rank. Like, you do that from the starting line, that chow, when it lands, wins the race. <laughs> like, that thing could be newly hatched, and by the time it lands, it's a fully evolved dark chow. That's how far she's punting it. <laughs> <laughs> she may be kicking it as a speed type but given that hang time it turns into a flying type oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> wow amazing does it go to space and then comes back <laughs> it goes to space and then comes back as a wisp huh Is that ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah man Oof. That's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Bumblecast. Before we go, a big thank you to all our patrons over at patreon.com backslash Bumblecast, ko-fi.com backslash Bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Thank you to Daniel H., Alex P., James K., John B., Jennifer R., Robotnik Holmes, Samuel P., Sam Cybercat, Torchbound, Mike B., Coupling Crew 128, DK, Dizdin, Dave M., Andrew D., Off, Salute Your Cat, Scruffy Matt, J. Frost, Chris A., Sony, Hero of Light 13, John M., Noni, Jib, Don B., Yami M., Ryan D., Lee H. K., Lisa M., Chevelle, Blue Title Gamer, Invade Turbo Tunis, Ben W., Fiona M., Tick Tick, Final Neil, Xanderoni the Painter, Jonathan D., Fire Red XY, Dabbler, the Dalek Chaos Universe, Sonic Legacy, Godzilla, Namrak, Daniel B., Pedanti Cat, Solar Stain, Dove, Red the Supernamic, Pendolce, The Name is X, Quaggle Gaggle, Chad, <laughs> Nathan J., Ava Arctic, Jennifer H, Les, Preston M, Axis, Alpha Monor, Yukon, Professor Rye, Sapphire, Scarletta, Cameron H, Noah S, Chase L, Scurvy Pirate Hog, Cordura Highwind, Red Wolf, Joey the Sonic Fan, Callan Q, Kimiko, Radry, Owen BD, Netra 14, Just a Mountain Soul, Ty H, Maddie H, Turbo, Crooker, Ian Zephyr, KJB, Lewis J, Mox and Tails, Dreamboat and Rusty Cook, Four Sonic Fan, Chaos Voltage, Techno Cinema, Derusable, 
Jolene B. Expired Bread 12, The Marble Gardener. Lacey M. Unlikely Veronica, Spiral Warrior. Alix 120, Goosey Tentai. Agent Kaz, Saturn Flicky, and Sprites Forever. Wow. There's so many names in there. Over 100. There are over 100 names. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Keep it up, guys. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. That's going to be it, I guess. I don't think we got it anything is. else. Nope. We will see you Wednesday for the standard Q&A. And then Friday for a special patron-backed guest episode. Until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bubblecast. Bye! Go away! I don't want you here anymore. I watch something else. Listen to something else. Do something else. Get back to work. It's Monday. What are you doing? And see if we can make a tighter connection. Oh, <laughs> Let's do that again. <laughs> but I want I want to have Leah in the background saying, "Oh, no, fuck off!" No, 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 I can no, barely no. I could barely tell what that's what that was. It took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org. Bumblecast the musical. <clears throat> uh, you don't want that. I'm gonna need like a a, a stunt double singing voice because <laughs> you don't want me uh, to do it. Uh no, it was. I am I Ian Flynn. I am the Bumble King, and I'll answer your questions tonight. And then Kyle's like, "I'm Kyle. Yes, I'm Kyle." I ask him <laughs> questions on your behalf. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm that bad, or I don't know if I'm worse. <laughs> maybe I'm worse. I don't know. I'm sure you've got a perfectly fine shower singing voice. <clears throat> You'd think. <laughs> I sound like an Omega impression. <laughs> not a very good one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Omega is just speaking in monotone. It misses something without the mechanical reverb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as talented as many may be, I don't think anyone can quite do that unless they know how to, like, integrate Tibetan throat singing into speaking, which would be really cool, but that is not within my skill set. <laughs> Definitely not mine either. Although now that they put that mental image in my mind i kind of want to of course i want to i want to learn tibetan throat singing anyway because that's just that is the coolest sound it is very cool yeah very very fascinating uh, what's the <laughs> name of that mongolian metal band that incorporates it it's like yes of course throat singing goes with metal of course it does i mean yeah <laughs> i don't know for sure i don't know i'm is looking it the at who? thank you the who yeah <laughs> The who? Who's on second? 
<laughs> What's the name of the band? The band on stage. <laughs> the name of the band. The band's not even at this concert. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that was an old <laughs> that was an old reference when they made it. Yeah, but they put such an excellent spin on uh, it. Oh, they did, I know. But it was also like it was an old reference and an old with an old band and the the band was old back when they originally made the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> kids in the nineties was like the who? <laughs> Like I do remember mark? my dad cracking up though. Yeah, that was definitely. Uh, there's Link. That okay, was yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely an adult's joke. 